Okay, so go on then. Introduce yourself. Okay, um, so uh, yeah, my name's Kay, and uh, I'm an old friend of yours, as you know, and um, I've been uh, involved in web design and web development for God knows how many years now, but yeah, it's been quite a while. And um, yeah, you know, right now, at this very moment, I'm running my small agency, uh, web design, digital marketing agency, and uh, based in Ealing. Um, yeah, so running operations from here, got a small office and got a little team, um, got an intern that works for me, um, and I collaborate with other developers and uh, web designers and uh, graphic designers as well on various different kind of projects. Um, so yeah, that, that's me in a nutshell, man. Um, I mean, you know, we can get into like, you know, uh, our history and stuff in a bit and uh, how we know each other and stuff. But right now, this very moment, that's me. That's what's going on. That's what I'm doing. Okay, cool. And uh, for anyone who's new to the podcast, my name's Ajay and I'm also a designer, front-end developer, um, currently based in Buckingham, which is kind of in the central central of England. And um, I'm currently working for a an agency called XIO, which is, um, but we we used to work together and we've been through an agency model before and then we've kind of both gone a bit freelance and worked for some client side uh, companies and uh, yeah, we've had quite a, quite a journey and, and uh, yeah, the sort of stuff that we'll get talking about a bit further, further into the episode, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the plan was to uh, basically the main topic for today was to just discuss the differences between working um, in an agency or, working in a, a corporate environment or freelance, you know, working from home, things like that, because we've both been through been through all of those, I guess, at some point. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think we've done pretty much the same kind of thing. We've had the same kind of progression, you know, started in the same kind of place. And I don't know if we took the same steps to where we are now, but over the same order, but the same steps were there at some point. Yeah, like. yeah, and even the sort of work that we both do as well, we started off as, as designers who have then sort of become developers over time. Yeah. Um, so I guess very sort of front-end front end developers, very visual sort of designers, UI interfaces and stuff like that, mm-hmm. user interfaces. Exactly. Um, so hopefully, you know, with this new format for the podcast and, you know, our experience and our similarities, we should be able to get some good conversations going and uh, this will be uh, a good Reboot, I guess, or yeah, yeah, definitely. Two. I don't know, don't know what we're calling it yet, but we'll see. But yeah, welcome anyway. Cheers, man, and you know it's good to be doing this as well, man. I really appreciate it because I've been trying to get my podcast set up for the last few months now. I think I started it last year, and just so busy. I mean, it's just so crazy finding time to get you know recording done and trying to figure out topics and things you want to talk about. It's just crazy. When you came along with your list of topics, I was like. Okay, <laughs> the homework's done. Everything's there. The groundwork's ready. So why don't we just uh, kickstart with this, uh, you know, dual podcasting, you and me, and uh, you know, give me some kind of experience, and then you know, I can start doing my own ones on the side. But yeah, man, excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because obviously, it was sitting. Uh, you know, Inspect has been sitting sitting dormant for a while now. The last episode was back in 2017 at some point, and then you know, life just got in the way. Had a baby, moved house, changed jobs. And it was just sort of hard to keep up with it. So um, I always had this long list of topics and I always knew that I wanted to to get it going again. And it's just a bit finding the right time and things have sort of settled down now and 
should be the time to to be a bit more consistent. Yeah, no, fingers crossed. That's what I want. So you know, let's see how this goes, and uh, definitely try and push it. Brilliant. Okay. So um, yeah, like I said, main topic is uh, about um, the different types of of work that we've been doing. Uh, with you know, in a different types of setup, uh, agency and client side, and and uh, freelance. So I guess with both of us, we started off where in an agency that we co-founded, I guess, um, you know, it started off with just a small team, just myself, you and and two others initially with the original team. Uh, that was called Prama, um, just going back about uh, 15 years ago now, I guess. It's been, been quite a while. Yeah, it was sort of mid 2000s, I think, early to mid 2000s. So yeah, 15 to 16 years ago. And yeah, we started off as a, a real small agency where we were kind of working from home uh, initially, the four of us, and you know, we were sort of getting together every now and then and meeting in coffee shops and pubs and stuff like that to, to discuss projects and just all working remotely. And then things kind of took off within the first year, and then we ended up getting this office, um, it's this like attic office. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we were there for several years, weren't we? And um, yeah, exactly. that's kind of where our careers started, I guess. We were both the designers in the company and then. Mm. Um, so leading up to that point, what was your, what were you doing before that, I guess? <coughs> this is, this is my famous story. So I was a salesman at Carphone Warehouse and uh, I'd just come out of uni and I was literally designing flyers like i was designing flyers for university parties for you know promoters in london and all my design work was print design so everything was you know in you know early versions of photoshop and even before that i was using like coral paint and coral draw and things like that so we're talking a long time ago so i was doing a lot of this graphic design work and um just creating artwork for flyers and a lot of print material really posters and things like that and I'd just come out of uni doing multimedia computing and I didn't really know anything about coding at the time. Um, but what I was good at was the front end visuals, you know, and I, I did a, a, a big part of my uh, degree was human computer interaction, UX and UI. So I knew how to do all the design work, but I did not know how to put stuff together. So there's no coding or any, any, anything like that. None of that was there. So working at Carphone, I started to pick up, you know, a couple of books here and there and start to learn a few things. Uh, Dreamweaver, uh, learning how to, you know, create simple websites and stuff like that. And um, then I got to meet um, one of the directors, the agency that started with you guys. And he gave me a shot and, um, you know, he liked the design work. That's what he was looking for, some creative design elements for you know, new websites. And literally just, you know, gave me an, op an opportunity to come on board and take on a project, which I did. And, um, but for me, you know, it was like a, it was a, it was a weird kind of environment because I'm doing this design work, but I didn't know how to create artwork for a website at the time, you know, um, especially for mainstream, uh, doing it for a uni project and things like that was fairly simple, but, you know, for me to be thrown in straight away into the deep end, you know, it was, it was like, you know, mind blowing. And for me, it was like the big opportunity that I was waiting for. So while I was a salesperson, I was literally, you know, moonlighting as a designer and yeah and I got my foot in the door with this big project and the rest is history yeah I think that's fairly common isn't it where you know people who get into this sort of industry into web design uh, or graphic design where they uh, yeah they are like you said moonlighting and tend to have a day job or 
tend to have like a, a course that they're studying, you know, they're at university for some reason and um, yeah, they're spending their evenings, you know, learning these skills. Um, I think when we, when we first started, um, I don't think it was very common to sort of learn about web design no. at university. There was computer science, which was um, a bit more, <clears throat> you know, it was more software programming, mm. um, but there wasn't really a web development or web design um, course back then. Not, not that I was aware of anyway. No, exactly. And, um, you know, I did computer science mm. um, and there was a little element of design in that course, but, you know, for like one module yeah. where you had to just create uh, something visual for the for the actual program, the software that we were writing. Yeah. Um, but it was essentially, there was hardly any, anything to do with like interfaces or user interfaces anyway. Yeah. Um, so if you did want to learn that sort of skill, you had to just learn in your own time. Yeah. You had to follow tutorials. You had to look at blogs and, you know, this was before even YouTube, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was literally looking at magazines, you know, yeah. getting computer arts magazine and things like that, flicking through those pages, following the tutorials and getting hold of Photoshop yeah. wherever you I mean, could. Just, just to put in there, it was like, I did um, um, a computer science uh, HND, and that was at uh, a London Guildhall University, and I absolutely hated it. So what I decided to do was transfer to a university that was closer to home. So I got a place at Westminster, and the multimedia degree had just started at that point. So it was a brand new course. Um, mm. And I thought, you know, this is more me, because I can apply design skill to it. But even when we got onto the course, there was nothing whatsoever that taught you, um, you know, how to incorporate your designs into, you know, working applications and things like that. It was more development side. It was more, yeah, how a computer graphics created using Visual Basic and things like that and uh, creating animations in Flash. And thing is, I knew all about that anyway. So I could create full-blown animations. I could make working applications in Flash um, I was using Lingo and Director at the time, Macromedia days. You know, this is yeah. old software. So I could do all of that kind of stuff. So the crazy thing was, in tutorials, none of my class knew how to use the software. So they came to me and asked me to help them with, you know, how, how do you use Flash? How do you um, use Photoshop? And things like that. Yeah, sure. But when it came to development and coding, I had to go to them. They, they excelled in that kind of stuff, and I didn't. So, yeah, it was very, very new, yeah. So at what point did you, do you think that you knew that you wanted to to do development rather than just design? I think the development came a lot later. Um, it, it got to a point where I think after I'd left um, the agency we were both working at and I got my first um, sort of uh, uh, client as a freelancer, um, I kind of started to understand that, you know, I can't just be this designer guy and yeah. to, to excel and to get more business on board and to be able to charge more for work. I needed to become an all rounder. I started hearing that word everywhere. So when I was like going for interviews at agencies and things like that, they advised me to start learning skills and to start learning how to code HTML basics uh, and to start focusing on becoming an all round, um, you know, all rounded individual. Uh, within, um, you know, the web development, web design sort of sector. Because um, there was that transition coming in now, and I read a lot of articles in Computer Arts magazine, which I still have got. Um, they're bookmarked as well. And there was this time where people are asking questions. You know, I've been a designer for the last 10 years, but 
I can see this shift now, this massive shift going towards online and uh, digital. Um, so all these magazine designers and logo designers and you know branding guys, that's all they ever knew, that they really need to move on, to move forwards, to you know get better opportunity out there um, job-wise and um, prospects. They, they knew they had to make this transition. They knew they're going to have to do more than what they were just doing because they were kind of isolating themselves and putting themselves into a box. And that's what I always was before. You know, I was always this flyer designer. Yeah, yeah. You know, how far is that going to get you? So, well, I think it's, it's um, because you obviously went freelance. That's there was a lot more need to to be a jack of all trades and you know try and do as much as you could by yourself. Otherwise, you're obviously outsourcing yeah. all the time. Um, whereas the route that I took, uh, once I uh, left the left the company, is um, I uh, I went to an, another agency. I went to you know several agencies actually, uh, where I was always part of a bigger team and the skills are always a bit more specialized. So I was able to focus on just design apps for a part of my career and then focus just on development for another part, which is yeah. mainly what I do now. Um, but, you know, having both skill sets still and still using them here and there, but focusing definitely more on one rather than the other. Yeah. And I think that's probably one of the main differences really of being freelance and then being, uh, you know, an employee of any sort of company, whether it is client side or is an agency you tend to focus your skills a bit more no that's true yeah um after that freelance stint then i i got a job at an agency a pretty big agency in, based in surrey near guildford and this is where i started to learn a lot more um coding and development html a bit of php a bit of javascript um because i was actually working with there's a small team there was literally just three of us two developers and these guys are pretty much what you call now full stack. And, and I was like the front end guy. Um, so at the time I knew I had to put, you know, websites together using HTML, but saying that my skills weren't amazing, but the guys I was working with, the team I was putting were, you know, these guys were amazing. So I learned everything that I know today and more um, from that point onwards, working, working with this agency. And I was only there for a year and that helped develop me a lot. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the agency model, uh, although it's got its its downsides as well in terms of like pressure and you know the, the amount of focus that you can give to a project sometimes because you you do tend to um, switch um, switch your your train of thought a lot. But the amount of exposure you just get to to different people and different skill sets and different projects, it's you just can't get that anywhere else really. I don't think. And uh, yeah. I think it was really important to to work for various agencies um, throughout my career, uh, especially in the early days as well. Uh, obviously, we were quite fortunate to actually start our own agency from from a very young age. Um, but I don't know. Uh, what do you think? How do you think um, people could get into the industry these days if they haven't got that luxury of starting their own their own company? Uh, if you were to give advice to say a, a new um, someone who wants to get into the web industry uh, fresh out of university or something uh, would you recommend that they try and do some freelance work first or work for an agency or try and get something like a client side job the thing is it's, it's hard on all aspects because if you're fresh out of uni trying to get a job is really really difficult um, they want experience and then if you if you don't give you a role how are you going to get experience it's that whole you know um, circle that people get stuck in but 
you know, I was lucky having some kind of skill set beforehand, you know, and I could translate that skill set of design into digital digital media. So I think for me, the people that I've, you know, I've spoken to quite a few people at the moment, and what I've found is a lot of them are stuck, but what where they find solace is that they can easily, you know, get involved with an agency as an intern. And you won't find this with every single agency out there, but there are a few agencies out there who will allow you to learn on the job. So you're not pressured and you're not doing, you know, the rubbish like making tea and doing photocopies and, you know, all that kind of stuff. You're actually involved and you're actually picking up skills yeah. while you're there. Yeah, and that, that, does, that doesn't just apply to juniors because, like, the, the job I'm at currently as well, um, you know, what, what the actual job listing was, uh, was above my skill set at the time. And, um, you know, I, I was fairly honest about it, saying that, you know, this is what I can do, this is what I haven't got experience in, and they were like, that's, that's fine, we can see the potential, and we're happy to uh, to help you with training on the job and stuff like that. So it's good. It's, um, you know, I'm going on a training course um, in a couple of weeks to abroad as well, into Croatia, and um, it's good. It's good having that as well, and I don't, I don't think that ever changes, uh, but it's important to find that early on as well. Because, yeah, like you said, you can't get a job without experience, but you can't get experience without a job. So exactly. you're, sort of, you're stuck, aren't you? Which is why a lot of people are spending time in the evenings and, and you know, trying to learn things. on them. I do know that they do, they do teach web development and design and, and coding at a much younger age these days, like um, in primary school, in fact. So it starts pretty early, uh, which is a good thing, obviously. Yeah. And um, you've got companies like Apple who do this uh, hour of code. Not, I don't know if it's just Apple that do that, but they do this. A lot of companies do this um, sort of coding workshops for kids and um, trying to encourage them to get into development from a very young age. And yeah. it's, it's, you know, their industry changed from when we first started, obviously. And uh, I think web development is is kind of seen as I think it's seen as one of the one of the cool jobs to have now. And I think a lot of people. A lot of young people do aspire to to make apps and to build websites. And Yeah, I, th- I think back then as well, you know, I was a creative person. Um, I was at college doing, you know, A-level art with computer science and economics. And I was advised to go to art college. My art teacher said, you know, I want you to go to St. Martin's College of Art. And because I can see you being a fine artist or a graphic designer. Um, and I'd rather you do that than waste your time going and, you know, doing you know, something like computer science, um, you know, you're, you're going to be a wasted uh, individual. And I was like, well, you know, the whole parents thing at the time, you know, the parents were very traditional and they wanted me to go and, you know, do, you know, something to do with economics or something to, something to do with computer science. And But finding that mix was good, but there was always a love-hate relationship with, you know, I love creativity. I love to be creative and hands-on to, to be able to draw and design things that were visual and that pleased people, you know, visually. Um, anything to do with code, anything that involved maths, anything that involved logic, I just wanted to keep it at arm's length. I did not want to touch it. I did not want to get involved. But I had to learn it afterwards because I could see them coming together. And, you know, yeah. when you see it coming together, you know, you write a little bit of HTML and then you can control that, how it looks using CSS. You know, that blew my mind. I was like, wow, this is amazing. So the love came on later on. And, you know, I love it. Now. I embrace it fully. But with kids now in school being able to, they have no option but to learn it now. So you've probably got more and more people out there, children, who are going to fall in love with coding and development. And as they get older, it's going to be like a, you know, another language, you know, as opposed to learning French and German and Spanish and things like that. They can talk a computer language. 
And I think that's amazing. So by the age of, say, 15, 16, some of these kids are going to be fluent in, you know, C-sharp or um, PHP or, you know, whatever might be hot at the time. You know what I mean? So it's really good now. I mean, kids don't know how good they've got it right now. Yeah, my daughter, she's doing a bit of coding at school um, using a language called Scratch. I don't know if you've ever used that. It's basically like a, um, it's, it's a, it's a programming language. You basically give like instructions. So like it, they tend to use it to uh, control like, um, like characters on the screen, for example. So, so suppose you've got like a maze uh, sort of design and then you can say, you know, uh, up three, left two, you know, turn, rotate 180 degrees, that, that sort of thing. So it's basically logic, logical steps. Yeah. Um, so she's learning that at the moment. Uh, which is really interesting, and uh, she quite enjoys it. But I need to, obviously, at some point, introduce her to JavaScript. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's the one. That's the one regret I've had is that I never really picked up JavaScript early enough. So, although I do write a lot of it now, um, it's always always playing a bit of catch up. Yeah. Yeah. Just wish I, I I got into JavaScript a bit earlier. But anyway, that's topic for another day. I think. Yeah. Have you ever worked in a in a uh, client side role? Were you working on a single product, you know, an internal project? Internal, yeah, I was working for, so after I was working at that agency in Guildford, I left after a year. I just wasn't liking where they were headed. Um, and then I went back to freelancing and um, I got a role with a PR company. Uh, this PR company specializes in hair products and they're pretty big. And they work with the likes of, um, you know, L'Oreal and other, other big brands and, so I started working there and they had multiple internal projects. Um, they had it like a, an internet site. They had their own website. They had, at the time, they were developing um, the visuals for uh, an application that they were going to be using um, with um, a partner. Um, so, yeah, so that was my first sort of like stint working client side and, you know, actually working on site um, and, you know, under the scrutiny of the directors as well. So, you know, it was kind of like a contracting role, but all the work being done there was specifically for these guys. Yeah, I've done it a couple of times. I do enjoy it, actually. Um, you do get to really focus on a project. You get to know the ins and outs of it in a lot of depth, which is something that you don't always get with an agency. Um, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of history that you can, you can um, use to your advantage as well a lot. Um, which you don't always have when you're when you're an agency uh, getting clients, um, but then you know it, it, on the flip side, it it does potentially get a bit monotonous, and you know you you tend to work on smaller tasks throughout the week, and uh, you know whereas agencies you you tend to sh- take on these bigger projects, and it, it's generally seen a little bit more exciting, but, but then a bit more high pressure as well. Um, I think they both got their merits, and uh, there'll be certain people who are suited to. To one and so to the other. Yeah. Um, I don't know which one I prefer really. I think at the moment at the moment I'm working for an agency and I'm really enjoying it. I wouldn't change it really. Uh, so I think overall maybe the agency is is what I prefer overall. That's interesting because you know I've been there and done it and when I was working with the agency I just didn't like it and I think I was mainly down to the people who are you know the directors and people in charge and stuff and I just didn't like didn't really like their kind of um, mindset with how they were working they were literally churning projects out so it was literally you know as a creative designer you know, as you know my role needed me to become you know very very close with the client to find out what their requirements 
and to start, you know, creating visuals that they like, that please them, and, you know, making sure we're working according to web standards and stuff like that. But this is before responsive design was a thing. So it was a lot, it was a lot easier. Um, but what, hap- what was happening was it was turning into a production line. So a lot of the, the work that was coming in, I was just being forced to just get it done and to completely lose touch with the client. Yeah. To just, you know, start creating templates that we could use everywhere. And it kind of became, you know, mundane. So yeah, I, I had to leave that. And since then I've never been working with an agency and, um, you know, I started on my own one. Yeah. So you're fully solo now, right? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So well, you've got, you've got some people working for you, but I mean, you, you're essentially, um, your own boss now. Correct. Yeah. And I've been like that for the last, I think, um, seven, eight years or so. Yeah. No, excellent. Yeah. How do you find it sort of working in isolation? Like I work a couple of days from home as well. Um, so I do, I do two days in the office and three days from home. So I get a bit, bit of a mixture of both. But how do you find well, it? I tried to balance it. Um, you know, once I left that agency, I, I had to find an office space fairly quick because I wanted to, you know, still have that professional kind of appeal to clients. And a lot of the clients that, that I took on after I left that agency were actually clients of that agency. And they didn't want to work with those guys. And they said, listen, you know, you're such a great person. We want to work with you. You know, you're so, you know, you're so easy to talk to. And, you know, we like the work that you're doing. So we'd rather just, you know, leave them and come and work with you. you know? So I found an, I found an office in, in Guildford Town Centre. And it was taking me an hour to drive there every morning from, uh, from Southall, you know. So every morning it took about an hour, maybe an hour and a half to get there. But I had this office in this um, beautiful period building in the basement and I was by myself and for the first month or so it was exciting you know because I got my own office you know got my own environment had a kitchen there and you know I could set up meetings the clients would come down and and it felt really good but within you know by by the month two I was feeling really really lonely and I just wasn't motivated the motivation was you know drying up I just couldn't Mm. get work done so I ended up working from home Okay, and, and I was still paying rent for this place. And then what happened was one of the client, one of my clients over there in Guildford, she turned around and said, um, "I'm looking for office space. Um, what's your space like?" I said, "Yeah, it's really big. You know, we can get three desks in there." And so she decided to come along, and we split the bill. So I had a client sharing the office with me. Okay. Yeah. So I went back to the office, and then I kind of realised that I need someone there, kind of thing. You know, when it's just me by myself. It's great for a minute, but then after that, it just becomes really, really, you know, boring. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's quite important to have have uh, the team around you, which is quite why I quite like the way mine is set up. You know, I go two days into the office, I get a chance to catch up with the team and and just see what basically is happening in the company. You know, get an update on uh, any announcements or you know, just anything really. Any new starters? Sometimes that I going to meet them if they start on a Tuesday, Wednesday, um, I might not meet them for a week. Um, so it's just, it's good to just pop in now and then, but then, you know, being at home for the rest of the week, uh, I get to really sort of focus and just have quiet time. And, you know, I've got a nice desk set up, um, in my dining room. So it's good. Uh, you know, it's comfortable place to work from home. I think it's very important to have a desk at home and have your, have your workspace set up in a, in a way that's, you know, designed for you to work at rather than just sitting on the dining table or sitting on the sofa. Yeah. Like I've got at home in the loft, I've set up a desk with um, 
you know, with a decent setup, I've got all the details on the Trello board that we're sharing. Um, it's not as fancy as yours, but you know, it's, you know, it's organized um, and it's clean. And sometimes when I'm in the office here in Ealing, um, you know, I, I get to a point where, you know, my head just starts to wonder and I can't focus. And then I just think, you know what, tomorrow I won't bother coming in. I'll just work from home. And then I'll find like a, like a kickstart, you know, and I'm able to just become fresh again. It's like a clean slate because I'm working from home. And that desk hasn't been touched for a while. You know, the, the desk is cold kind of thing. And it's not been used and it's clean. And, and I just find that vibe really cool. But the problem from working from home is that, you know, I've got my dog there and I've got to look after him. He wants attention. And it becomes too much. So, you know, I'm here the majority of the time, but then I do like to be, you know, in a space where I'm probably on my own or I've got things going on behind me. So for, for example, I'm the office space I'm in at the moment is with Regis Spaces, one of their sub-brands and like we work, they have um, co-working environments in this building. So although I'm in an office space, you can leave the office space and go and sit down like on a, on a beanbag or on a couch and casually, you know, crack on with your work and there'll be other people in their little pods doing their work as well. Yeah. So you can hear a little murmur in the background, a little chatter going on, and you know you can hear the lift pinging and stuff like that. And I find that really cool, and I can actually work really well in that environment. Okay. Yeah. Just to know that you're not completely isolated. It's probably handy as well having just a, a few people around as well. You, you know, you can network, you can build connections, maybe get some new work out of them as well. Definitely. You never know. It's already happened. Like I've been here for this is like uh, it's month two for me now here. The whole place is new. There's loads of new faces here. I was one of the first people who signed up. Um, and so the, the co-working space I'm in is actually um, a large office space, and it's secluded from the co-working environment where everyone else is. Uh, so we've got the quiet space with my own desk and everything. And, you know, we've got the benefit of being in there and kind of, you know, having a little chat with each other kind of thing while we work or get out of there and go and join everyone else in the, in the bigger space. But it's, it's you know, it kind of fits the kind of working environment that I, I enjoy. So I, I get the best of both worlds. No, oh, excellent. All right. Um, do you think you'll carry on with this sort of model for the foreseeable future or are you planning to, um, you know, to look at agencies ever again? It's hard to say, you know, it, I think it, it all boils down to, you know, what I want to achieve from the, the business that I'm running. Um, you know, my goal is to at least get a, one or two people on board, um, a developer, maybe a designer. Uh, and at the moment I have an intern and she specializes in um, social media management. Um, I've taken on her on board as an intern and she's done three, four months now. And, you know, we want to look to extend that on a paid kind of capacity where she's actually getting paid to do the work, but she's learned quite a lot and she's taught me quite a lot as well. But I need to make a decision on the type of uh, people that I want to bring on board. Um, and how I'm going to bring them on board and in what capacity as well. So whether they're going to be full-time employees or is it going to be contractual? Is it going to be on a freelance basis or project basis? I've got to figure it out, but I've got to make that decision pretty quick because that's my goal. I want at least two people on board, um, you know, and, and, and at least say that I've tried to, you know, get there, create this small kind of agency um, or collab collaborative unit, if you like. And, um, and just see where it goes. I mean, I, don't, I can't see myself doing this for the next, you know, 10, 15 years. Um, you know, I want to try and get out and do something else. You know, I like drawing. I like my digital sketching and things like that. So 
Yeah, because you've been doing a lot of that recently, haven't you? Doing your sort of digital digital painting. And, yeah. Yeah, we could probably talk about that some other time. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, yeah. for me, I think it's about just setting up. Um, I know what I want from this business and I know what the next steps are. Um, it's just about, you know, making it happen now. So just building a small team, that's the next step. Yeah. Okay. Well, you heard it here. If you're looking for a job and you're based in, in and around sort of West London area or don't mind commuting to West London, yeah, then, uh, yeah, you can get in touch with Kay. Yeah, any fun. All right. Well, yeah, I think that's, um, that's a good place to, to wrap up for this first episode. And then um, we'll catch up again soon. But, you know, in the meantime, is there anything else you want to sort of share? And how can people find you? Um, at the moment, you can... Um I think the best place to see where I'm, where I'm most vocal is on uh, on the Instagram. Um, we are Delve, um, W E A R E D E L V E. We are Delve. That's the um, the username on on Instagram. Um, the website is delvedesign.co.uk, but that website, like all other designers out there, is you know it, it's just you know not falling apart, but it's lacking a lot of new content and it's kind of just there for the sake of being there, to be honest. Uh, so I've gone through a rebrand recently. Um, so the business name is Delve Design, but I've rebranded to We Are Delve. Um, hence the whole creating a team, right? So we all gonna, we're all going to be Delve, basically. And that's where the rebrands come from. So um, I'm on Facebook as well, We Are Delve. And... Twitter, very quiet on Twitter, but Instagram, if you hit me up on the Insta, you'll see a lot of the work that I'm actually working on. Uh, not just me, but other, you know, uh, developers that I'm working alongside on various different projects. So you'll get, you know, an insight on what's going on. Yeah, we'll put all these links and stuff in the show notes as well. The show notes are on the website, which is inspect.fm and um, just look for the latest episode. Or you can probably see the show notes in your podcast player as well. Thanks for joining and um, we'll catch up again shortly. So yeah, my name's Ajay and you can find me on mainly on Twitter. My username is Ajay Karwal. And then until next time, I guess I'll catch you in the next episode. Yeah, definitely. See you then.